ladies and gents, welcome on into our 6 out of 10 not bad podcast. Um, we are yet again um, sans our wonderful, wonderful Sam. Um, and unfortunately, you guys, you guys were actually uh, almost super lucky. You guys were almost sans me this week. Um, as I'm pretty ill and I'm pretty exhausted. So I'm going to need all the energy from you guys this week. Um, oh. Uh-oh. We might have a slight technical issue. Guys, give me give me five minutes. Give me just five minutes. I'll be right with you. Hey, guess what? I fixed it all by myself. No squid needed. All right, guys. All right, let's get to it. Thank you so much for joining us uh, for the 6 out of 10 Not Bad podcast. Can you guys believe that this is the fifth episode? Um, again, we are we are without wonderful Sam, and you guys were almost lucky. You guys almost got off lucky uh, and were sans me because I am super, super ill just super super ill at the moment but luckily or not luckily i guess in your case i have managed to pull through um and with me i've managed to also drag along two rather wonderful guests uh this week we have the wonderful wonderful death metal kyle and the equally lovely uh pulp john fiction who you guys should now be able to say on screen guys say hi hello hi hi Oh, you can't do that. That's copyrighted. That's naughty business. You can't. No, do... no. That's not <laughs> this one's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. How are you guys all doing today? You guys all good? It's, it's so yeah. warm. I appreciate you guys. You know, I, I appreciate you guys coming out because it is just. I, We're melting. We yeah, melting. we are melting. All right. So tell me a bit about you guys. We'll start with you, Pulpy. Tell me a little bit about you and what it is that you do. Um, uh, over, so, uh, over on Twitch. Yeah. So my name is Paul John Fiction. I've been streaming since February 2014. Uh, I started out with Minecraft. I now do simulators. Uh, I've been a gamer for 26 years. Video games are my passion. I'm just having some good fun on Twitch. It's the best place in the world. Excellent news. All right, and what about you, DMK? Hi, I'm a full-time musician now. And uh, I'm in a band called This One. I had to betray it. And uh, I love Twitch. I, I used to stream games, uh, Rocksmith, and now I do all music stuff. And uh, you guys know who I am. <laughs> Sweet. No, it's it's super interesting because I've managed to kind of mix it up a little bit this week that we have like super hardcore trucker gamer down in that corner <laughs> and then we have super talented music people underneath me and then it's just me. Hello. Hello. Hi, babe. <laughs> uh, you guys, you guys all know me. You guys don't don't need to get to know me. Uh, I'm useless at video games. This week was a super interesting week and I'm glad I have you guys on board because it's been E3 week. Did you guys enjoy, without without jumping into it too deep, did you guys enjoy your E3 week? Yes, I did. It's yeah. my favorite week of the year in the gaming industry by far. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Had a good time. Awesome. I'm super glad you guys have enjoyed E3 week because we're going to start as far away from E3 as we possibly can. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I promise we will make our way um, back eventually. Should we, should we just jump right in? All right. Let's go for it. Sweet. So um, we start off today's podcast um not talking about love um but but in fact talking about something a a, a a little bit not like love um take two um have put a stop they've ordered a cease and desist on um open form um so this is the community um the, the stuff that's been modding gta now for almost a decade um this is the i mean these are the people who allow sort of, you know, machinima artists to do what they do. And that's all having a stop put to it. 
Um, are you guys big GTA players at all? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they're saying that this is all to do with um, they don't want people's online experience compromised. Is this the right move? Do you think for for uh, the sort of the home of GTA? Is this the right move for them to make? Uh, it's, it's, well, for me, it's been it's been their stance for a while. They've always said, "Don't touch the online." I remember back when GTA Five first came out, and they were saying, "When it first went to PC, like you, if you alter the online experience, we will basically pull your pants down, and you won't be doing it." So I kind of get why they've done it. It's a shame, like they've they've, they've basically gone and right ruined this such potential in open open five and whatever and all these. But I'm not surprised. For me, I'm not surprised at all. Not surprised either at all. It's like it's their thing. People are touching it. They're like, don't do it, and people did it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a shame that they didn't kind of go. Okay, so we'll target the um and anything that involves online, we'll target that. But we understand that you know a lot of these a lot of these content creators have built their name off the back of having sort of these machinima creations and and being able to um, run these re- these various mods, these various experiences through GTA and. This isn't a new thing. This is again. They've been modding now for almost a decade. Um, did, I, I do kind of feel like this is a, a little bit of a slap in the face of the people that make GTA as popular as it is. Yeah, I mean, especially with the recent surge in roleplay on Twitch. Right. Yeah. Like how much of an impact that has had on not necessarily sales but active users of Grand Theft Auto and. I think Grand Theft Auto was more popular now on Twitch than it was when it first released. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's so in terms of the game being out there, it's the modded side of thing is massive. Yeah, there's always like coverage of mods that have been come out in PC Gamer and all this kind of stuff, you know. So it's like, oh, we're not going to do that anymore. I'm like, okay, well, thanks. <laughs> it's just, it's such a shame that uh, we've gone from it being again. You were saying about on Twitch, right? This big thing of. Well, somebody got uh, somebody got partnered straight off the bat, didn't they? Because they've mm. been doing. Do, you must know this story better than I do, Pulpy. Yeah, Sherry Feely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I'm, I I remember actually watching his first couple of times he appeared on some of the streams, and this guy is incredible. I mean, you, you do the uh, the D and D and stuff, and that's so you'll know about role play more than I will. But this guy is uh, golden, and he got the uh, basically got took on in under his wing by some of the bigger streamers. Mm-hmm. And his RP was so good that it could sell itself. So these guys are having so, it was, it was, it's the perfect acting for them to be able to put their broadcasts out. And some of the big streamers were having double their figures, 70,000 for some of the bigger guys. And so sure, I feel like he got partnered before he even was had one live stream. Uh, they did a fundraiser for him to get himself set up. Well, it, well, and over twenty-one thousand dollars was raised, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> His first stream, he sat there for talking for an hour, and he, went, he had like he had like a thousand man sub train offline before he even went live. It's incredible. Yeah, it it is, it's like the biggest success story on Twitch. Yeah. I think yeah. it probably ever will be. Yeah, and it, good credit to the guy because he's 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 a normal guy. He's, he's he's a sound guy. You know, he's just a, just one. Of, he's just like a proper guy, a proper gamer, and he's not gone to his head. He just plays games, and he's he's got this thrust into the limelight. But that's all through modding of GTA. Yeah, it's 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 sad, but I I do agree with you guys that this was probably going to be um, inevitable. Um, you know, it it was always going to happen, but it is very sad, and I think this marks kind of um, if if this is a, a permanent thing, this marks the end of an era. 
as it were. Yeah, um, for for that kind of stuff. Do you guys see anything else kind of um, <coughs> uh, kind of filling that gap at all? Is there is there anything now that now that GTA mods are are, are gonna be a, a thing of the past? Kind of, do you see anything else filling that role, especially on Twitch? I, 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 <laughs> well, for me, the like I don't. With, the same with YouTube. I mean, all these machinimas that were being made. What, what they're gonna have to adapt now? Yeah. So well, like, so like this this one that's been shut down. There's another one called Five M, which is basically a lot a separate launch for for, for GTA, which allows you to do the modded side of things. Like not necessarily modded, but change a little bit of way the game is so you can role play. Uh, apparently, that's not going to be touched, which is good. Hmm. It's good for the industry as us entertainers and the modern side of things. You can probably go on that and, and go down that route, but just think of all that ten years worth of uh, like input for some people to be like, can't do your job no more. Hmm. You, know, you, you can't do your passion, you know. And I, I hope it doesn't have an effect, like a knock-on effect for Five M and you know the potential because there's, there's obviously over avenues that they could have gone down with the GTA modding scene. There's probably loads of things out there that people still want to do. And it's kind of like a bit of a kick in the teeth for some people to say, you know, no, I can't do anymore. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's it's sad, but I'm glad that um, given their reasoning was the online multiplayer being touched, I'm kind of glad that people have said, okay, well, you know, these experiences are a focus on the single player or that it doesn't touch GTA Online. So we're kind of safe in that regard. And I hope they continue to be safe in that regard because a lot of really good work goes on I, there are some amazing, amazing people, not only in the modding community, but as you say, in the in the RP community, in the content creation community. Um, there's some amazing talent there, and it'll be super interesting to kind of see what they do kind of moving forward now. Uh, for me, uh, as, as bad as this seems, like the, the, old, the big picture is this community has been shut down, but hands up to Rockstar for wanting to keep their integrity of their game take to you yeah. know, to keep their on my multiplayer because i talked about this every day like for instance some of the old call of duty games if you was to buy those they are still full value price you can buy them full value and the online experience is not an online experience anymore the game is broken hmm. you know, and they, they've not taken really into consideration like how their back catalog looks hmm. you know and so like gta take well rockstar and take two taking a step to protect that it, I, I think it's a good thing it's just a shame that it's had such an impact on this community really Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I mean, I haven't touched it in forever, but we always used to struggle to even like get online, let alone mm-hmm. play online. <laughs> and you know, so it's nice that yeah, as you say, they are looking to kind of protect that, even though it it does feel a little bit like a slap in the face of the community that just they just love the game. I think um, a lot of them just just kind of love the game. Okay. Uh, so, leaving that for a second, um, I want to ask you guys a little bit more about the future. So we've, we've looked at the future of GTA, I want to look at the future of a different company for a second. Um, are you guys Blizzard fans at all? I've been known to Blizzard about every now and then. <laughs> not me. Not you? Not really. No. I, 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 know what, I know what goes on, but it's not really ever been my draw. Alright, so, Blizzard, um, is currently moving a load of their staff around. And no one kind of seems to know why. Uh, they've taken some staff from their uh, World of Warcraft uh, PvP team, um, specifically their PvP designer. Um, they've taken some people from 
Oh, I can't think now. Um, Starcraft, Starcraft Two. Yeah, mm-hmm. from the Starcraft Two teams. So, what are they working on? What are we What are we hoping for? What are they working on? Um, what What are we? World think? of Starcraft Two. <laughs> <laughs> Would that sell? I mean, it. No, it's... not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a positive game. It has to, right? It could be like I don't know. Maybe it's War War uh, Warcraft or Starcraft ties to Overwatch or something. Could be something like that. Because mm-hmm. we've just could seen, be probably we've not. Just but... seen um, uh, Overwatch characters come to um, Heroes of the Storm. No. So you know we're starting but, to yeah. see that kind of. Yeah. But it's starting to bleed into each other a little bit, aren't they? Because the characters, yeah. the, the, the characters have got some weight. You know, the Overwatch characters especially have got some weight where they can switch between mm. games quite yeah. easily. Oh, there's mm. a super interesting point. Maybe they're making a Battle Royale game. Would you guys play a Blizzard Battle Royale game? I don't know how you I know feel Actually, about I might. that. It'd be interesting. Certainly, Battle Royale's really, really hot right now. Yeah, mm. yeah it, it is. Like yeah. 70 different Battle Royale yeah. things. Like, uh, which is the latest one? Which is the least <laughs> yeah, broken They're not all done well. Yeah, <laughs> They're not all done well, you see, and like with the if it is potentially something like that, the amount of interest would be yeah. huge yeah. for and the, the amount Blizzard of fans. talent to get it right. Yeah. That yes. Blizzard have. If there's a you know, even I mean we look at HOTS very often, um Heroes of the Storm is kind of the smallest MOBA child and one of the least successful MOBA childs. And we, we kind of we kind of see it um we see all these events now where in order to unlock X character or X model in Overwatch or WoW or whatever, you have to go and play HOTS first. Yeah. But it's a really solid game. Like, it's actually a really solid game. There's nothing really wrong, per se, with it. Um, so they've definitely got the talent there to make things that work. The question is kind of what what comes next. I was wondering about the next Diablo game and whether hmm. it was possible to bring in um a more consistent multiplayer experience in the next Maybe. diablo game uh, have they announced anything about a new diablo game well no. not not they're as far as yeah not as far as i'm aware but it, it just seems no. odd that they're pulling in uh people from various teams and kind of going oh it's for an unannounced project and blizzcon feels so far away <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so what's the turnaround on diablo games then i mean diablo 3 was the latest one right yeah is is has it always been like a set amount of years between each one? Not as far as I'm aware. It's always so it's always would, been. Would you say time. like there's one due? You say there's one due <laughs> on the horizon. Like there's definitely a Diablo game due. It's time. Or... I would think so. They've just uh they've they've just done um oh my brain's died. Uh they've just done Necromancer for Diablo. So I guess <laughs> I I I guess. Maybe, but again, like they, they've got a habit, Blizzard have this wonderful habit of going, here's some extra gameplay for your game. Here's some yeah. extra characters that change the way that the game plays. I mean, you've only got to look at how WoW expansions work and how WoW patches work, down to, down to individual patches that, you know, raids go live, loot changes, whatever. You know, it's, it, it, it's kind of interesting to see how they bring longevity into their game. So... While we're not explicitly due a new Diablo game, maybe it's something that they're, again, trying to get right. Hmm. Because that takes time, right? It does. 
new things take time. Old things take time too mm. to add new stuff to. Okay, it could be anything. I'm just my mind's racing. I'm just like, what could it be? It's like it could be. It just well to me, this shows how the game industry is developing. That a story like this has come from somebody moving positions inside Blizzard. Yeah. The, Two people. Like the stories and the, and the rumours, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. that's exciting on its own. And I think uh, a company with the, the scope that Blizzard has for their sort of range of titles, that makes it that little bit more exciting because my brain went, yeah. maybe they're going off the wall and making a card game. Oh, they've done that twice. <laughs> um, maybe they're making a racing game. Ooh. <laughs> I would play Blizzard Crash Racing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, like Diva. Mario Kart with Diva. Yeah, Diva in her mech, and then next yeah. to you've got uh, they, like they could put you in a tiny because... car, yeah. giant like um, or, or even they could like... use the the motorbikes from Starcraft. Exactly. I mean, yeah. we've got we've got you know uh, all mounts in WoW, like yeah. you know. Fuck it. Let's let's petition Blizzard to do this. Yes, I think that's a, a great <laughs> plan, and I am I am honestly now fully behind. Crash Blizzard racing, mm. um, and playing as Diablo <laughs> in the smallest car, and just just like bulging right out of it, like screaming at everybody and throwing fire at everybody as I go <laughs> past. Like I am, I am ready for this. I feel yep. like that is going to be my game. That is, that is the next step to Blizzard. You heard it here first. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Oh my in, in our in our minds. Yep. Yep. No, I I, I I'm. I'm always excited when people move studios or when new studios are formed and things, but I think with the catalogue that Blizzard has and the level of polish that they put into everything, like, mm. hopefully it'll be something special and not just more StarCraft Hopefully it'll be new StarCraft 2 stuff, because I haven't oh. seen anything new for a long time. I like StarCraft 2. I love, I love how the two of us said that at almost exactly the same time, and yeah. I hope it's not... <laughs> <sighs> well, uh... <laughs> although I'm not good at StarCraft, I panic. Like... I, um, it's not it's not my kind of game. I would rather not panic massively every time anybody does anything in a game, but that's just, <laughs> that's just me. Um, talking of panic, talking of panic, uh, Ed McMillan just announced what their new game is going to be, uh, him, and, him and our friend Ty, and um, I'm going to hope it doesn't go the same way as Mugenics. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to pray and hope uh that it doesn't go the same way as mugenics uh but this is the end is nigh did you guys see this yeah yeah looks awesome yeah. i'm so excited i i am just oh so excited <laughs> i cannot so wait good, yeah. and it's the fact that the trailer is a streamer like with zero viewers fucking up his game <laughs> it's just amazing it's got so yeah. much character already like it, yeah. it really does have so much character already um it's clearly based off of um sort of the the mechanical systems of of meat boy but it's scarier mm -hmm. it's faster it's gorgeous looking it's gorgeous sounding yeah. um you can you double guys... jump yes I, that's one thing i noticed <laughs> i noticed the uh i noticed the soundtrack straight away mm -hmm. yeah. Here, yeah it suits the game yeah down. Uh, they've just released a, a track over on uh, over on YouTube, um, and if you oh, search yeah. for "The End Is Nigh," um, you get like a track by Ed that just it, it, the the video just reads like dot dot dot, and it's a, a a bit of the the game soundtrack, and it's fabulous. It's so so good. Um, this is gonna be great. 
and I'm excited because I know Poppy, you've been playing Rude Bear. I have. So this is your kind yeah. of bag, isn't it? Well, it's, right. So, so I, I never played Meat Boy. Never played. It. I obviously know what it is. Yeah. Obviously, never played it. No, there's quite a few. I got a spec key for it if you want. I've got the game, mate. I've got. <laughs> okay. I've, so I've like, I have a back catalogue of games that I've never touched. It's just what I do. Buy a game, never play it, and just, yeah, just the fact of owning it. Welcome but to everyone know what, on Steam. Yeah, so I know what Meat <laughs> yeah. Boy is and stuff like. But uh, the, for my first like go at a game like this, the was uh, what's it called? The one where oh, I can't remember. My mind's gone blank now, but. It was on Xbox 360 for a while, and it come on Steam like last year, maybe. Uh, You'd have to describe it to me. Yeah, I was going to say it's... describe the game. The levels, <laughs> the levels, basically, levels like random generated each time you go on them. Uh, I can't. Someone, someone else talking about it. No, but it's, <laughs> but it is like a pixelated sort of style. It's ramming, ramming thing, you know. I can't get it. But anyway, so that was my first type into it. Right. And uh, so I played Super Rude Bear, and it got me straight away, like hook me in like i can't do this game i can't do it but i want to do it hmm. you know you have to like oh grit your teeth and get on with it and one foot forward and get on with the game and it's like i love that mm-hmm. i love the challenge that these sort of games bring to you is this your kind of deal Carl? uh well not really no <laughs> <laughs> i played super meat boy and it was really fucking hard it's like you fuck you. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, uh, was... so I, I installed it and never went back <clears throat> There was quick restarts uh, in Super Meat Boy. Actually wonderful, because you don't really have enough time to go... It's true. Because you just press the fucking... Um, I got about halfway through Super Meat Boy um, and kind of did the whole thing of, hey, this game is... I awful i hate it this game is awful and i sat back and i kind of realized that actually the game wasn't awful i was just bad yeah that's what it is so the game is really well thought out and everything but i just suck so horrendously at this goddamn game it's so it's so beautifully designed everything is absolutely Mm. in place like it's it's absolutely wonderfully designed um please don't anybody think that i'm i'm serious i also think that bloodborne is rubbish for that exact reason that i'm just bad Mm. um but just to have these precision platformers with the quick restarts, and if anybody knows how to do a successful precision platformer, it's going to be Ed at this point, I think. Because yeah. um, it, it was. It was so beautifully designed, the first one, and I'm, I'm super glad to see that not only is the precision platformer back, but it looks gorgeous. Yeah, and it's it all does. dynamic and things, you know? It does, yeah. That's great. How do we feel as as content creators about the trailer being about a streamer who gets sucked into his game? That's clever, right? I like that, yeah. It kind of gives it a whole different dimension. It's like, not not just like, here's a new game, it's like, here's a new thing, yeah. It just, it made me smile because it reminded me of every time that I used to stream to zero viewers and I would panic over everything going wrong (laughs) to... No people. It just—it's yeah. nice. It's super charming, and it's—it's it's yeah. good to see, like it—it's good to see that that charm still still going. You know. So, so like, yeah. That, the, the kind of direction into some games now is—is—is is, is the Twitch interaction. Do you think this would suit Twitch interaction? No. I know. Twitch integration. I'm gonna be it's honest. So pre- it's, it's so precise. Like, if anything, like, yeah. 
don't know, randomly popped up because of chat, I'd be like, oh, well, thanks. You know, you wouldn't get anywhere. <laughs> like, random wall. I was jumping to the place behind that wall. Oh. Thank you very much, chat, you bunch of bastards. <laughs> or maybe, like, not necessarily it alters the game, but there's a second, no. like, playthrough maybe of with Twitch integration, a bit like Rude Bear does offers. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, like, as, alongside it. See, I have, a, I have a bit of a problem in that I, and I feel like this is a, a super controversial opinion. I don't like Twitch integration. No? I, I actually don't like it because I don't feel it, it's done well enough in a lot of the games that use it. I think there are some really good examples. Um, that and, one game, the Roman wrestling game, what the hell is it called? Oh, Domina. Yeah, that was. Yes. I thought that was done pretty. That well. That was done pretty was, well. Uh, yeah. um, uh, what's that? There was another thing? one about dancing or something. And there's, that a bit of, there's a bit of controversy, yeah. controversy about that. Dominant, weren't they? Like people could give you in-game items and then they could be taken away by the game. So somebody could spend quite a lot of bits to provide you with. Oh really? Stuff. Oh really? So somebody, so somebody say, like, since to give you two thousand bits, it would probably put something in the game, which is quite valuable. And then there'd be an RNG in the game, which would take away. Really? Yeah, but I think you I have to know. be kind of. I think you have to be ready for that, though. In in all yeah, these things, because it is a game. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it does sort of advertise itself as you don't get saves or anything like that. You start each time yeah. over again. So it's like if anything gives you something, it's temporary. Yeah, but I can understand the frustration that you pay yeah. that much money to give somebody something good, and then the game goes, ha. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The other one that but... does it really well is um, Choice Chamber. And I actually oh. really like a lot of the little touches in Choice Chamber, mm. like the fact that when you say hello at the start of the game in chat, it pops up as hello and it will give you like a little good luck message before you start. Yeah. Um, and I think stuff like that is is really nice. Um, but I always struggled with things like party hard because all my chat ever wanted to do was send beers at me. Yeah. And so <laughs> I would be stuck on one level for an hour yeah. because there would be too many bears. In my level, I, yeah. I, I kind of soured off just, it a little bit. Just tell your bot to ban the word bear, and you're fixed. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, the, the, that comes at the, the the risk then of angering my chat, and chat's not somebody that you want to anger over. You. No, <laughs> he wants to give that's you things. True. Let's do it. The, the wrath of chat is not. That's not. Oh, please, let's not talk about chat giving us things this week. Let's let's not <laughs> let's not talk about that. My my PO box. I'm going to check on my PO box on Monday, and I fear fear for what I'll find inside it. Cause um, Just make sure you're securely sat down. Yes, yeah, that one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I will definitely need to to take a seat. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh no. So yeah, I I always I always feel like kind of um. Maybe Twitch integration um, on a very serious game altering level is kind of taking it too far because Twitch chat are naughty and on, on like an individual level, that's okay. But when 30 of them decide to be naughty at the same time, <laughs> that's, that's not, not so great. But there are some good examples as you guys say. So it's, you know, yeah. how are you finding the Twitch integration with Rude Bear? <clears throat> All right, so... I knew I knew it was a thing, so I've obviously, I'd obviously tried it a bit, and so I, I played like the first hour without Twitch integration, and it was fun. And so I turned Twitch integration on, and then the next four hours was I raged four hours hard at the game. <laughs> I, my blood pressure was through the roof. I know I've never I've never come off a stream and been so angry in my life. <laughs> so there were certain stages where I couldn't do the level, and it was getting worse by Twitch integration making the level worse. 
and you get an option either like this or that. You basically type hashtag in a chat, and it's like, okay, you can help pull PR, you can screw pull me over. Okay, you screwed me over again, and <laughs> again, and like, and then then something decent happened and it did help me, and I was like, yes, we get to the next part, and then it'd be the same thing over and over again. I was like, I hate you all, I actually hate you all. <laughs> <laughs> like really hate you but it was really well like, to the point where not everything some of the levels were definitely needed a little bit of twitch integration to get through if you right we could probably do it without it but certain parts actually did help and it did i mean i'm i'll I, I take things a bit of salt it was fun it was one of the most fun streams i've had playing a game that never you know random first time in a game hmm. so it was really like I love you guys, but please stop. You're trying to hurt me. You know, I've got feelings and you're making me really upset here. I only made it worse. Yeah. All yeah, right. Don't tell chat you have feelings. No, no. <laughs> no, that is a that is a mistake. All right, talking about things that give us feelings. Oh, oh no. Oh, talking about things that give us feelings. Um, so as a musician, I'm kinda of hoping that you've got a lot of input on this. Um, we're looking at um, Steam now as a as an, a wider entertainment platform, um, rather than just a kind of games directory, right? And mm -hmm. um, we're we're talking about um, now. I always get this person's name wrong. It, it's Neil Blomkamp. Blomkamp. Oh, I always get this wrong. Oh goddamn! Somebody, somebody in chat, teach me how to say it. Um, but uh, Raka has just hit Steam, um, which is a, a short film, um, an experimental short film that you guys can watch for free through Steam. Um, and then if you want to buy some assets from it, um, so the soundtrack, uh, there's some models and things like that that you can get. I imagine that other people look at things like wallpapers and, and that kind of deal. Um, so I don't know what the reaction to this is going to be. And um, knowing that we've got tools and things like um, you need a budget, we've always had stuff like that. We've always had uh, game engines like Game Maker um, through there. Mm. How do we feel about games and music potentially being distributed through Steam on like a, an equal level to the games? I'll let you go first. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I actually think it's a great idea because everyone has Steam, you know? And... Uh... They started doing it with uh, consoles, Xbox and PlayStation 4 and uh, maybe even PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 and stuff. And I had, I had a great time just watching Netflix on my Xbox and, you know, buy, well, not buying, but streaming music and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's good to have everything in one place because everybody has Steam. So if everybody can just get everything they want through one place, especially since, you know, if you want to release something as an extra platform that everybody has, mm -hmm. then it's like, we're on Steam. Go and download my music there, you know. And it's uh, I think it's a good a step in a good direction instead of just being you know seven different programs you have for you know it's all one. I think it hmm. for me I like it because I mean we've had game soundtracks as downloadable hmm. extras for a long while now on Steam. Oh, yeah. We've had the odd film on there because um, yeah. I know um, Indie Game the movie had a big release through Steam. Um, there have been kind of some shows through it, but it would be interesting to see if something like this where you can stream these for free, but pick up extra bits and pieces kind of really kick starts it as mm. as like a, a, a an equal oh perhaps not an equal platform but as a as a new marketplace for that sort of thing mm. um and i wonder what steam will be able to provide creators with a huge market for one <laughs> right 
But, yeah, that's that's the thing, yeah. But yeah. how market. does that benefit you over something like, um, I don't know, something like Spotify, for example? Well, the thing with Spotify, I have two EPs on Spotify right now, and uh, I see barely anything from it. Spotify very greedy with uh, with their uh, sort of take from the streams and everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's it's not the it's not the greatest thing. So if I can put my my EP out on Steam as well, they have a different model. So they take a certain percentage, and then I'll get most of the money back to me. So I mean, just speaking financially, um, and also it's like uh, I have you know a lot of good friends in game in game on Twitch and everything. So I can be like, you have Steam already, you know, here's an easy way for you, for you to go get it. So it's a uh, it's a bit it's a bit easier because Spotify sort of people come and go from Spotify, and I'm, all my friends they sort of oh yeah I've just got Spotify Premium again, you know. For, <laughs> the sixth time so it's like but steam it's like it's always there there's no there's no fee involved with, with steam it's only what you buy or what you what you pay for is there so right to download it and own it is free so it'd be interesting i think maybe to have um and, and sketchy actually brings this up but maybe i'm thinking a slightly different route to sketchy um is to see multimedia creative projects on there so mm. if you have something if you have a, a an idea that you can express via different means. You've got the perfect platform to exp to you know sell it to people, to give it to people through each one of those means. Mm. There's not really a, a limit. All these physical extras that we get in, in the way of kind of wallpapers and things, um, you know, player models. Now um, we can yeah. get that. That's that's all accessible through Steam. If you've mm. got a game component or an interactive component, that's all absolutely sort of you know that that's perfectly covered by steam if you've got music mm. and film or um or, or short form whatever that mm. would all be covered by steam and you could have that all under one title and one bracket yeah. and steam would be a great platform to um to kind of push that so that's that's kind of neat um probably that's very good yeah yeah, like would lot, you, yeah would you would you go for that do you think would you so, go for Steam as like, an all-in-one platform? Yeah, I mean, why not? Because everybody else seems to do it. <laughs> Steam, like, but they do. They, they, they are, they don't they? Look, I mean, what did Netflix start as? Netflix started out as a place to put movies. Mm. And it became into like TV shows, and now they make their own multi-budget shows out of it because people are really interested. So, you know, to have the platform like Steam, which is huge. I mean, I don't even know the user base of Steam, but everybody, everybody has Steam, right? If you have a PC... You have Steam. I was going to say, yeah. even Linux so users have Steam, so that's everybody, yeah. right? So it's mm. just like the potential marketing for somebody to put out their movie or their songs, or even if you go further from that, their art, digital art. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Like you can buy on it all these like Etsy stores and things. You put it for Steam, get it in one place where everyone has the thing. And once it starts to take off, then these other mediums become less popular and it's all in one place. I, I can't see it being a bad thing for the industry. Drive Especially if you offer like drive more people there. Yeah. Especially if you offer like a streaming thing for music as well, instead of just you know buy it. Yeah. That would be very interesting to see. Yeah, could... just, I mean, there's like yeah. quite a lot of musicians out there that make mu games, uh, make music for games. Yeah. And they have to put their music on different places mm. to buy them. Yeah. You know, maybe that's choice or whatever. But if they could put it off through through, so like, say, is it is it the guy who did the music for Meat Boy, right? I don't know his name. You'll know him. Danny something is he called? Uh, Danny B. Danny B. Star. Yeah. So maybe if in the future a game comes out and his music's with the game, you can buy the game and then you can link to the guy's back catalogue of the music that he made for other games because he's tied to that game. And it's like, a, I know you can buy certain soundtracks through 
steam but imagine it all being there for that one person mm. you know yeah. to have it all there so you could go to from there you could go to danny b's profile and you could be like okay let's let's listen to the original isaac soundtrack from here yeah. let's listen to and then you and you could buy it or you could listen to it and then you wouldn't need to go to spotify to play these things mm. you know and if you wanted to purchase it you go there rather than buy and go into other things where i mean obviously some people would prefer to go where they get more finance out of it but yeah. it'd be a good idea mm. it's you can't go wrong really can they no but the, the, the one problem that you would see um would, would be sort of steam becoming too big yeah, it's a good point. Um, and they, they need to develop some, or not develop, but really dedicate some resources to it properly. Yeah. 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 Um, and what competition could you see then pushing that forward? Because either you can view it as they've got a lot of separate competition, pushing them in all sorts of directions, and that should help them refine. Or you could look at the fact that maybe there's not another platform that does this. So there is no competition. Not really. You know, there's... I mean, there's no there's no like software platform like i said there's you know xboxes and playstations that have everything in one but that's but, a whole different thing that's a hardware platform it's, yeah, it's rather yeah than completely a... different so yeah. Mm. yeah so like software like you know you have Uplay and all this other bullshit to yeah. be honest <laughs> i went back it's, to it's, origin it's... the other day and sort of oh, looked Jesus. at my two friends on origin and went yeah what? how are you online who is still using this i'm <laughs> <laughs> still logged into it yeah yeah Mm. Yeah, I can't. I can't buy games through Origin. They've blocked my. Uh, I can't buy games through Origin. So I wanted to buy Dead Space Three, and I was like, oh, "Don't it's you broken." Can't yeah. So it's yeah. And that, this was a long time ago, and uh, when Dead Space Three came out, and they were like, "Nope, not going to happen." So I had to go out and buy the box. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like, "Please log into Origin." I was like, "You fucking what?" <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, the only reason I have control over my Origin account right now is because I, I totally forgotten I had it. And I know I bought The Sims 4 on it, but I, I totally forgot I had it. Um, and I had an email through to say that some Russian name had added me as a friend. Hmm. I'm kind of like, eh? <laughs> so I went to log in and I couldn't. So I'm like, yeah. this is weird. And I tried every password that sort of I have in my head. And I'm like, okay, this, this must be strange. So I rang up. Uh, their customer support and was like, hi, you know, I need help getting into my account, blah, blah. Um, and I don't remember whether it was emails or phone, because this is a while ago now, but they basically went, oh, you changed your name about six weeks ago. And I'm like, oh, what did I change it to? And literally the guy looked at it and went, yeah, I, I don't know how you pronounce that. <laughs> I'm like, Tiny oh. Picks on that. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, mm, yeah. Well, uh, and we managed to get it sort of back into my control, but like it just... I, I don't know why we bother with it. You know what, my origin do. account was stolen by a Russian too. It was like, I got an email through saying, your password has successfully been changed. I'm like, uh, no, it hasn't. What? So I went straight to origin, logged in, clicked the, I've forgotten my password button, got the, because I did it so quick, they hadn't had time to change their email yet. So right. I got it through and got control back of it. And uh, then I sent a ticket off to, uh, it happened again. So I sent a ticket off to origin and they were like, your yeah the, the the first response I got was uh your um your ticket has been closed as uh as solved I was like what no it hasn't I don't have control of my fucking account <laughs> <laughs> so luckily I managed to get it back again and I've changed it to some crazy password that I don't even have a chance in hell of remembering so it's yeah. just like smash the keyboard so. <laughs> <laughs> so origin customer support are 
No, see, I, I, I've only got good experiences with them. But again, it was because we both had such a laugh at it. Yeah. Like, we both had such a laugh at the fact that I'm like, okay, but what is the name that they've changed it to? And the guy's just like, I, I, don't, I don't know how I say that. Like, I don't think half the characters are displaying right on the... Yeah. On on the screen, and I'm like, oh, okay, let's let's fix this and get two step in. I think. Let's, yeah. Let's... Yeah, that's probably what I have now. Two step is what I have. Yeah. Yeah. So it just can't happen. Okay, so maybe an all inclusive platform, good. Yeah. But only if they could, you know. Do it right, and not yeah, make it bad. I'd say, I'd say do it right. <laughs> and not, not make it bad. Mm. Excellent. Great. Okay. Yeah. Not make it like oh, like boot your foot through the door. Here we go. We're in Steam. Here's everything. You know, want yeah. to make sure it's integrated right. Yeah. Easy. There's no, there's no rush on this. It just has to be done right. Yeah, and I, I think that's the most important thing for a consumer experience like that is to, you know, to make sure that it's done gradually and not mm. do a Twitter where they're like, oh, guess what, guys? Now everything is round. Uh, <laughs> yes. I was that, looking that at it too, like this. Me. Something is not right. Here. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Okay, talking about new things. Uh, let's talk about a new game that's coming because uh, if you guys haven't heard of it, I want to push it your way. If chat haven't heard of it, I want to push it their way because I'm so like I, there are no words for how hype I am about this. Have you guys heard about Dauntless? I haven't until you put it as a topic today. I had a good read about it. I'm, I had heard the name. I hadn't read much about it until you put it up. And I was like, how do you mix Dark Souls and World of Warcraft? It's not. Think more along the lines of Monster Hunter. Uh, I suppose. So you've still I mean, got that Dark Souls, everybody get out of the way it's picked its tail up thing. <laughs> yeah. But you've also got the community aspect of, I'm going to play bagpipes all the way in the back. You guys go fight the scary thing. I'll see you in 20 minutes. Like, I know I'm... which role I'm taking. <laughs> like, I mained bagpipes on the 3DS for like a year and people used to get really angry at me. <laughs> it was wonderful. Yeah. I... Uh, it doesn't sound like it's something that I would enjoy. Is it? Is it <laughs> Just not... to be put it, nah, it's no, not really my not thing. Not a Monster no. Hunter fan, no. No. Well, no. wait, it's a good game well made, but it just wasn't my thing, so... Hopefully. I, I was interested. In, uh, I mean, you'll know a bit more about this game than me. Explain the price point of the game to me and the, the how much it plays. and Right. So, I don't remember. I will look. At the moment, they're doing buy-in alpha for extra content. That's where they're at at the moment. Where they take the price point after that, I don't actually know. Um, ba 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 let me have a look and see if I can see here somewhere. Um, nope, that's not helpful. That's not helpful. Um, but you can sign up to try the alpha and they're sending out waves of invites, but there is a buy-in for the alpha that gives you extra content and it gives you access to the new weapons and, and things like that. Um, originally, I think they were selling it as a, uh, a free-to-play experience. But I don't actually remember. Uh, it's it's absolutely cleared out of my brain um, whether it is continuing that way. Let me see. That's if what I can... it said in the article. Yeah, that it was going mm. free to play. Yeah, I think so. I was just con I was just confused about like they were charging for the founder pack, and then it was like a ninety day stuff, and I was like, I I'm lost. 
about no, it was, getting involved in this game. It's weird. The um the idea is they're looking for dedicated players who either know Monster Hunter or want to know Monster Hunter kind of combat to play the alpha and to get used to it and to give them sort of good solid feedback. And apparently the best way they figure of doing that is to put thousands of tiers out for Founders Packs. Which is not the best way of going about it. But yeah, it just it just seemed unusual to me. That's mm. what I mean, read read about it. It was like okay, this I, I, like a step back to what he was trying to explain how to get involved, really. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 a bit of a it's a bit of a, a weird one. Um, why can't I find? Why can't I find what I'm looking for? Anyway, um, yeah, no. The at the moment they're doing a oh, it will be free to play. Yeah, there you go. So it'll be a free to play game when it releases. At the moment, we're looking at a fall um, uh, launch for the sort of founders and alpha gameplay. And what they're constantly looking for uh, from when I spoke to them at PAX was that they're constantly looking for people to give them feedback. And they want to make it so that by the time it launches free to play, communities are going to want to get behind it and go hunting together. It's, it's, it's with, with with like the buying of the alpha, it's quite expensive. I, I see why yeah. only people that would be interested. Yeah, but and again, it's valuable to them. It's it's cutting out the people who will go. This is bad. Yeah. Or this is true. good. It's getting. And it's, yeah. Not only that, but the people that, that will say this is bad or this needs work on, they will actually have like a, a meaning behind it because they paid to have the thing and they want to actually help. Yes. yes. So it's not just going to be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I'm looking for. It'll be, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it's, you know, it, it's the same as putting a, a named driver in your F1 car to do testing rather than just Joe Bloggs off the street who's driven a Fiat all his life. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're yeah. looking for people who can say, balance was bad here. Like, this tell isn't strong enough. This weapon doesn't work how I would expect it to. Um, mm. You know, this this set is too difficult to craft. This setting is lovely, but it's too busy. Rather than mm. I hate the ice one, yeah. <laughs> and I mean we've all seen it. You all, you, you know, you go on on Steam forums and yeah. things like that. And game is broken. Game yeah. is game yeah. broken. Game is broken. <laughs> one out of ten would not buy again. Yeah. And it's just like, but <laughs> but you hate the ice one too. I'm really glad, Sam. <laughs> I miss Sam's input. But yeah, no, like that. That's kind of what they're looking for. And I think it'll be interesting now that Monster Hunter is coming to PC how this does alongside it. Now the devs for this are super excited that Monster Hunter is coming to PC because something that they love is coming to PC. Um, mm. It'll just be interesting to see how it does alongside, like how a paid title with all the content from the start will do alongside a free-to-play title of this nature. Um, and kind of how how they'll get communities playing together. It, it... With with like the announcement of the Monster Hunter and obviously this coming out as well, it kind of arouses them sort of people that are interested in this game and, and now there's two titles yeah. on the horizon. So now we're super excited. We're like, hey, let's yeah. tell everybody about these games where you go out as a team and you all have different weapons and you all have different skill sets and you talk it out amongst each other. You walk along, you find where that monster is on the map and it's huge and it's scary and it comes for your face. So, you know, you've got people who are working out the attack patterns. You've got people who are stood at the back, you know, supporting. You've got people who are, like, underneath it, jabbing it in the belly. Like, it, it's, mm. it, it's, really, it's really interesting to see these people kind of come out of the woodwork and be like, actually, this is a game that we really like. This is a game style that we really like. 
And if you like stuff like Dark Souls with really difficult but rewarding content, maybe drop in, drop out like this might be good. Hmm. But who knows? Like I hope it does really well, but yeah. we'll kind of we'll kind of see. It sounds a bit more interesting to me now. Yeah. Like only if only I had friends to play with. <laughs> <laughs> For you guys who are listening on iTunes, I just pointed at my face and, and, and sort of sort of put my hand up. Now everybody's laughing at me because, of course, they are. But no, I mean, I think there's always going to be community. And again, Twitch is, gr- is going to be great for this um, because I know Monster Hunter is great for this where you go into a Monster Hunter stream and they're like, yo, we're doing like G-rank missions to get you guys up through the ranks. Who wants to come mm. and play? This is my friend code. And when... Um, when the uh, when the last Monster Hunter came out, loads of streams were like, yo, this is my friend code. Who wants to come and play? If you've just started, that's cool. We'll carry you through to get you some gear. That sounds interesting. I might actually check it out now. Mm-hmm. Only if you do first, and, and I can join you after. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean... He wants to carry you. That's what he's saying. I, yeah, <laughs> to be fair, that's how I started. I went into um, uh, Dioshi's stream and was like, yo... I only have like half a gear set and I need more clothes. Can you help me? And his community like ran me through a load of monsters. Just like, yeah, we'll get you stuff. What stuff do you need? <laughs> I, Monster Hunter communities are niche, but they're good people usually. You know, nobody That's makes good. fun of you for, well, okay. Yeah, no, they do make fun of you for dying, but they do so <laughs> in kind of a nice way rather than a eh, noob, get out of my lobby. You know, yeah. it's it's good. It's good. Um, so I'm excited to see whether this takes a foothold on Twitch in that kind of way. I have a feeling that making it free to play is going to dampen that a little bit. Maybe. But we'll see. Yeah, you know, we don't know. We don't know. Free, free to play is a strange model. It is. It is not many get you right. Right. No. It's. It's difficult as well in Alpha. Brave. It's it's brave. It's brave. It's very brave. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That 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 it is. I mean, if you look at um, oh, what was the the MOBA that went free to play recently, but didn't really go free to play, but actually went free to play? Um, Battleborn. Battleborn went free yeah, to play, and then they went. Oh, but it's not free to play because it's just the multiplayer that's free to play. Yeah, so Battleborn was the one that came out like three months before Overwatch, right? It's very similar to Overwatch, and it came out. It was launched, and then the Overwatch beta came out. Yeah. And nobody heard about Battleborn again because everyone <laughs> was like, "Done with Battleborn. We want Overwatch in our lives." Yeah, and it's the same with Paladins. Paladins got forgotten because Overwatch was just more polished. They had awful. more character. Um, it wasn't an annoying mess of colors all over my eyes. Um, you know. <laughs> No, I mean, Battleborn looks great, don't get me wrong, but there's so many colours and there's so much going on that my tiny eyes go, do you know what? Nah. That, that was a, my first reactions to Battleborn was, there's too much going on, it's too busy. Mm-hmm. Colours and this and things flying around, it's like, this is too much, it's overbearing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sad that it came with this whole PvE mode and that's not the bit that's free to play. <laughs> Yeah. Like, the PvE that, that is meant to be alright, but you you have to pay for that, so nobody's kind of nobody's... straight free to play model strange again. It's bizarre. Completely bizarre. Alright, talking about Overwatch. 
how good are you guys at Overwatch? I don't even own the game. You don't so... even own it. I swear you Sorry. are the, the only person in the universe. So... I am far too poor for that. Oh, I'm a musician, no. for God's sake. Starving artist. <laughs> uh, the game is still like $50. Yeah. Literally. It, well, I told you a story earlier that, that proves I'm not starving, but <laughs> generally, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's still like 50 40 50 dollars and it's been how long's it been out for at least uh, a year now i don't even know a year now. we've yeah. just had the anniversary yeah. update yeah and i'm like the price uh, part change the price part won't change for a while yeah exactly no, so it's like, unless, it won't. unless unless someone gets it for my birthday i'm pretty much yeah i played they had a free weekend that i played and i loved it did you really but, that's good yeah yeah but other than that i'm like please someone let me play so i watch it on the on my on, on a friend's stream <laughs> So, I'm like, I can play vicariously through <laughs> Yep, yep. Pick this one. Go left. Um, <laughs> Shoot him. Kill him. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're talking about the fact that Overwatch uh, is uh, is going to have, because um, I don't think it's launched yet, uh, they're going to have uh, an open division. So amateur players can start <laughs> moving their way towards professional play. And it, it kind of makes this pathway from being a scrub like to actually being a professional player oh that's what they're hoping anyway they're they're hoping that it's going to kind of like open up this pathway to to allow more amateur players up into the professional ranks is that a good thing i i think so i think it's like bridge that gap between the your casual player and then when you go into obviously competitive it's like if you haven't got the standard up to the people that you're playing with you are pretty much a target aren't you Mm. So if you are in with like the pro arms, it's like a pro arm, isn't it? Yeah. Professional amateurs. Yeah. If you're in with a pro arms, you're in against people with your own standard. That's not so top standard. And I think it's kind of like a stepping stone into like esports, and I think that's good. Mm. Mm. I think it's nice to see um, uh, esports and these leagues now being taken more seriously. We were talking like um, last week about the fact that League of Legends is like, hey, we want an incre- we want to put a buy-in on one of our tournaments, and that means that we can guarantee our players a salary. We can guarantee that these teams will always be in this tournament. We can make sure that they're looked after, that they're fed and they're watered, and they've always got somewhere to stay. And it's really nice to see more people kind of taking esports seriously, mm. as, it, as it were. Are you guys esports fans at all? I never oh, used to be. Yeah, I watch a lot of Counter Strike. <laughs> yeah, I never used to be an esports fan until like going to a few gaming events in the UK and seeing it live, and then oh, there's nothing like, like watching it live. Yeah, oh, I, watched, boy. I watched the uh, I think it was like i59 maybe. Mm-hmm. I watched the Overwatch like Grand Finals at Insomnia. And, like <laughs> I was sat in the front row and I had so much fun because like one of my friends was it was her team. You, you know naysayers, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was her team that was in the final and it kicked ass. It was brilliant. I loved it and. There was a lot of people watching and they were all cheering for certain plays. And I was like, this is cool. Mm-hmm. So I had like a newfound like appreciation for esports. Mm. Because to me, when I, for me, like as, as a layman, esports is always like League of Legends and stuff. And I didn't have a clue what was going on. I didn't really know much about the competitive scene of anything. I don't really follow anybody, but it's fun. I'm a competitive sports person. Sports is my thing away from streaming. Sports is everything for me. So you see, see, I'm not at all. I, I don't, I don't 
I've never been into any sport at all ever, and like, but I really enjoyed Counter Strike and those kinds of games. So when I saw that there was like a competitive thing, it's like, oh, I'll check that out, and I really had yeah. fun watching it. So Counter Strike like, yeah. gets really tense too. It does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> you get down to the last players on our yeah. team, and you find yourself yeah. like proper fingernails yeah. in your chair. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Well, I do love the competitive side of it. I think to get to that standard is impressive. Hmm. You know, we're, we're gamers. We struggle probably with some games, whereas they are professionals. It is them. Like mm. what they do, they are focused. They are training to be the best at that. And you've got to have admiration for anybody that does that in any walk of life, really. Yeah. And to sit, and to, to be like taking off is amazing. Because like I, I don't know, if, like so uh, BT Sport in the UK bought the esports rights to FIFA. Recently, oh no way! To broadcast some FIFA stuff, yes, on the actual TV TV channel, mm-hmm. which I think that's amazing. Yeah. So right. like esports is going to be making its way onto British TVs. With with BT, which obviously like BT is huge, and like there's a there's a some naysayers has her channel, is it Jinx TV in the UK that they play the esports stuff on, mm-hmm. and like that's slowly becoming more and more popular, and mm. I'm like I'm really into this. I can sit back and watch these guys go full out, toe to toe competitive sports, and watch it again in a few weeks time and a few weeks time, and I don't follow them, but I appreciate how good they are. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's nice that there's such a wide variety of stuff. So you you like uh, CS uh, CS:GO, right? Mm. Um, I I kind of wasn't a big fan of CS:GO to start with, but I loved watching people do fighting games. Mm. I probably couldn't sit and watch a competitive match of FIFA, but then I don't really understand football um, because I was brought up in a rugby household, mm. <laughs> um, you know. But I can watch people do. Um, uh oh my brain's just died uh tf2 uh csgo league dota all of that sort of thing oh league i'm terrible i have to wait until steve leaves the house to watch competitive league because i'm right there on the edge of my seat with them like every team fight because it does it pulls you in the skill level is so high now that it, it really does pull you in and there is something for everyone yeah, I, yeah. it's it's great mm. i i love it and I think maybe we have that over traditional sports a little bit. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, I think with it being gaming, everyone's everyone can like if everyone's anyone that's ever picked up a game or a key, keyboard and mouse and played a game, you understand some some level how difficult it is to mm-hmm. be kind of and they do it at the high level and they get paid well for it and so be it good for them. Yeah, you know, they work at it. It's just like. If you want to be a professional football, professional rugby player, anything you want to do professionally, high level, you have to work it, and they do. Yeah, yeah, they really do. Um, I know a good couple of Smite players, um, and I'm like, okay, so how do I get good at, at Smite? Because I really like Smite. How, you know, I don't want to be like good, good at Smite, but I want to be like not getting stomped constantly, good at Smite. You know, and they're just like, we'll play it all the time. Don't stop ever. Jesus, what great advice. And I'm like, well, it does, it is, what? It's, it's good they, advice, so it's... It, yeah, because it, yes, they don't stop. They mm. do not stop playing it ever, and they know all the maths, all the all the distances, you know, all the jump timers, all the camp yeah. timers. They know all of it. And for a lot of them, they know it by feel rather than kind of by brain, if that makes sense. Mm. Like, they, they're not counting down in their head, but they roughly know when it's coming up, you know. It's it's crazy. I I absolutely love it, and I'm so pleased that we're getting kind of, um, more varied esports, and they're actually being kind of 
uh, supported yeah. now? Like I, uh, long before I was a streamer, it's like back in like 2009, I used to play FIFA consistently all the time. And I I'm got so to sorry. the. Like, <laughs> no, no, I used to football's my thing. I enjoy Sorry. football. <laughs> Sorry, I, I totally like, kid. I totally kid. But I, like, I get it. But, uh, but I got to like in the, in the overall rankings on like world. I got to like number three or four in the world rankings on FIFA's competitive play. This is well, well, long before esports was a thing. But knowing how much, like you said then about the motor neuron stuff, like you know the reactions, you know things. It was just like I could pick it up and it just happened naturally because I put so much hundreds and hundreds of hours, if not a thousand hours, into the game. So to get to that standard, it took a lot of work, but it was just natural to be that kind of mm -hmm. good at the game. So to these guys that do it on, on Counter-Strike and Overwatch and League and Dota and Rainbow Six now, and it, yeah. I, I, I can appreciate it on a competitive level. Mm. Yeah. All right. Should we talk about some scrub tier games instead? Should we, should we move away from competitive games? Um, scrub you guys tier have... sounds like my kind of thing. Sweet. Uh, so you guys have given me some game recommendations this week. Um, DMK, should we start with you? Because you've picked a yeah. one that's actually one of my favourites. Um, yes. I actually really, yeah. really like this. This is great. Go for it. Mm. Well, I mean, I actually bought it because you were streaming it. Yes! And I was like, yeah, you remember. I was like, you streamed it the first time. I was like, this looks awesome. It looks so relaxed and just so like, I don't know. And it was. And I went and bought it and I played it like after your stream and stuff. And I was like, this is great. <laughs> It's just like, you don't have to worry about anything. You just pass the time and just play it your way. And I don't know. I don't know what else to say. It's just like, it's managing stuff, but it's not like stressful managing stuff like City Skylines can be or something like that. It's just like, you know, you just put the things down and they work. And if something goes wrong, you just build it and it's great. And it has that cute little fox pig thing. And I like it. <laughs> That's always my thing. Because, you know, I play, I've been playing a lot of Far Cry 4 recently and that game can get really stressful. And like, especially on the hard difficulty, I'm like, could you just fucking kill the guy? And with this one, there's no one to kill. There's nothing to do. It's just, you know, you just sit there and relax after a hard day playing base. You know, it's just like, yeah, this is good. So that's why I love it. I really, really like it. <laughs> that's my recommendation. It's just relaxing to play. So like, what's the what's what's the game about? What's the end game here? I'm like, sure there is like an end game. It's it's um, you're building a neighborhood on a hmm. on a block, and every every block that you put down is like an office. Or a tree, um, or um, or a windmill, or a solar panel, or a power generator, an oil drill, like all this stuff. And uh, the idea is you have to build a working neighborhood that kind of works in in tandem with itself. So, say you want to run a load of shops and you want to run like a shopping district, that means you're going to have to have power. So do you run off solar panels? Do you uh, do you run off of water energy? If you wa run off water energy, then you have to have a source of water coming in all the time. So the idea so is... So it's like a pixel type take on City Skylines? Yes, but on a small yeah. scale. And the idea is instead yeah. of building out, you build up. Oh, okay. So uh, at the moment, I have a, a tower block going um, where you have uh, office like offshoots so the whole uh, the whole thing looks like a tree. Um, you have office sort of offshoots, and then the top level is all like a big garden level, where I collect water and sunshine and wind energy and things like that. So instead of like growing them out, you grow it up. Mm. I, I saw in the video then like you had like multiple little blocks in like around a lake. Is that so? It's like mm -hmm. 
you are in one block you can have multiples to yes. the, like village okay. yeah yep hmm. yep it's good that's interesting it's very interesting yeah it's a really cool concept it's a bit like project high-rise but way better <laughs> yes yeah. yeah but but way less stressful yeah yeah and way less yeah yeah sometimes i get stressed with games i'm just like that one just does not stress me out it doesn't matter what happens in it i'm like well, it's all right we've got it we've got this mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so we're going from completely not stressful to probably the most <laughs> stressful, stressful thing yes. i ever played at an egx event ever uh tell me a little bit about super rude bit resurrection well, we've covered quite a lot of it before, but so like, it's a platformer. You know, you you platform one one end to the other, and you go across, and you're expected to die. You're expected to die, and you get from one side to the other, and avoid certain things, and like certain aspects of the level can be changed with what you do. And like, for instance, that bit it showed there, you're like jumping through and avoiding ice spikes and stuff like that. Uh, the game on its own is quite difficult, and one thing that stood out to me is they've made this. It was like this. This is the first thing that I found. One of the first things I found out about this. Uh, they put into the game that if well, they've made it so that the first person to beat the game without dying all the way through gets a thousand pounds. And how close game. are you to that? I've never. I've not even the first level without dying. So, <laughs> but like that side of it, as I was going through each level, I was, it was on the back of my mind thinking, how could anybody ever do this? And it's probably like a really like deep challenges in someone's mind that they want to want to do this. And I like that aspect that a fun game has got this competitive thing deep inside that somebody might want to do. And then you've got the Twitch integration side of things where, so like you can go through, you can go for a single level and you can, you can change the timer to being every 15 seconds, a chat can vote or every minute they can vote and it can have a vote for good things or bad things. And some things help you, some things don't. So like I said earlier, I spent four hours playing in Twitch integration mode uh, and it gets so quite brave. quite stressful, uh, but the, the one thing like the one thing that did stand out in this game is so it gets easier the more you die. So when you die, your corpse will stay in the position. So you can then use that corpse to negate either spikes or any kind of obstacle. The the bodies will pile up, and then even that is the most metal thing. Yeah, they'll the bodies will pile up. Gen- genuinely, <laughs> it's 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 really grim. It's a that really you leave all these bear yeah. corpses bear everywhere. corpses everywhere. But then mm. after a while, it starts to get difficult. Difficult because they will pile up so high that you can't get up there anymore, <laughs> and it, it just goes from being easy to them being quite difficult. And you can actually clear the 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 old, like you have like a little companion with you that can clear them with a laser if you really want to. But I find the aspect of using your own bodies. It's, I, I didn't use it really. <laughs> I find the aspects of using your own like carcasses, like it does to show jumping there to to access the level further down because you're not very good at the game, is quite unique. So I had a lot of fun. Quite an interesting mechanic. Yeah, I nearly, I nearly it right. So we nearly completed the full game on Twitch integration mode from the start to the end. I'm like one seat, one like level away from doing it, but I've not picked it back up yet because it's like I know full well what's going to come. My blood pressure and and this this heat. Let, let me know when you do, and I'll try and vote for good things. <laughs> well, there's sometimes in the level they're coming is a vault and it's one thing or the other and they're both bad so you know <laughs> you know for the next minute you are going to be suffering really really badly <laughs> with something and there was like one of the so one of the twitch integration things is there was a i can't remember the name of it but what will happen is a guy will spawn in 
and he'll have a hammer. It's got like a Twitch logo on it. He'll just basically beat the shit out of you and keep beating you and beating you and beating you. He'll respawn. He'll beat you for a minute, and like you'll pile the bodies up, and there'll be fifty corpses on the floor, <laughs> and then that integration will be over, and then you might get like, oh, they'll give you some wings now, so you can fly through the level, fly through quite far through, and you get to a point where you need to like stop, obviously, because you might die. And then something else will come where it's like thunderstorms or missiles with Twitch logos on will come at you. It's like, but I love, please, chat, please, just give me a minute here. I did that for four hours. Jeez. So like, if you like the uh, Meat Boy style games uh, without the Twitch inter integration, this is probably up there in terms of rage inducing and fun. And it's got a quite a decent price point. But if you like, if, if you're a streamer and you want a bit of fun, and I'm, I know that my chat had quite a lot of, bit of fun with it and... There was no talk in the chat. Hashtag command, hashtag command. I took a little bit of a breather and we had a little bit of a chat and then we went back in again. So I do highly recommend it. It's quite a unique concept. And if you're a streamer and you want, you want to test your boundaries and see how much your community hates you, it's definitely worth playing. Even just for an hour, definitely worth just trying to its integration and see for yourself how difficult this is. Neat. Okay. Um, my recommendation this week goes kind of back to being chill. Mm. Um, and this is... Alright, now, so my French is terrible, but this is Passepartout. Okay? Passepartout, the starving artist. And the idea of this game is you are an artist, uh, and you want to buy wine and baguettes. And so you have to... Uh, that is exactly my life. Right? So, <laughs> so you have to make paintings that people want to buy um, in order to um, uh, afford your wine and baguettes. Uh, and it's okay. actually great. It's actually great. <laughs> it's super silly. All the character models and the voices are silly. Um, I think the, the guy who buys the most off of me at the moment when I play this in my downtime uh, is a guy who looks like um, the guy who writes... Um, oh, my brain's died. Uh, the one that HBO does with all the boobs, um, with Jon Snow in it. George R. Martin. Yes. So yeah, my my top customer looks exactly like him, and he likes to buy all the <laughs> paintings of like rock faces and things that I draw. He's not a big fan of the like really vibrant fruit I like to draw, but the rock faces he's quite into. Um. <laughs> so I, I have a question for you, Pip. Yes. Did you draw? A cock and balls. I did. <laughs> uh, did did, did somebody buy it? Yes. For like a hundred euros. It was great. Um, at one How point, many baguettes did you get for a hundred euros? <laughs> several. 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 Uh, but no, the, the idea is you've got several different studios. So you start working out of a garage um, and then eventually an art critic comes to see you and is like, mm, yes, your painting is wonderful. And so you can move into like an apartment and then you can have like gallery space and, and all this kind of thing. Um, and it doesn't matter how terrible your paintings are. Like it really doesn't matter how terrible your paintings are. Eventually people will buy them anyway. And some people will always think um, that, 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 that <coughs> your, your paintings are amazing. And it's just silly. It's just silly and chill. I'm going to have to look this game, yeah. Yes, mm. I've got to see this. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's all that expensive either considering i've had like six, six oh, seven quid yeah, yeah there you go it's seven quid for something that so far i've had so much play out of just because i'm like i'm gonna log in and draw a bum 
I'm going to sell a bum for 150 euros. Perfect. I... It, it cheers me up a little bit when I feel sad and, and I, you yeah. know, knowing that my little dude is buying his wine and baguettes is, is actually, is actually wonderful. Like is actually wonderful. So yeah, that's my I, recommendation for this I, week. I have to pick this up now. I have to, I have to play this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you, if you stream it, I want you to take requests from chat and I want you to screenshot your beautiful paintings and put them on Twitter so that everybody knows what a wonderful artist you are. Because that, that, that I think is going to be my plan um, on Indie Day next week. All right. So away from these bizarre indie titles that about mm. painting bums. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about E3. Oh, good Lord. Let's talk about E3. Okay. So uh, E3 this year was massively, massively different. I feel like massively, massively different. Um, how... How did you guys feel E3 went this year? Sort of as a as a whole. Bearing in mind there were a hell of a lot of consumers on the floor this year. Go on, Kyle, do you go? Oh my god, no. <laughs> it's gonna be it was I don't know. It's I have so many different thoughts about it. Like some of it was so fucking cringy. And some of it was like, yeah, it's cool, you got a stage and you're talking to people and all that stuff. It's just like did it really have to be so safe? You know, it was a bit like Ugh. there were some cool reveals and stuff like that. But I don't know. Somebody else, somebody else, take it for for a second. <laughs> a bit like, I mean, for yeah. me, E3 is the the highlight of my year in the games industry. That that week of seeing the release of this and the press conference and stuff, it goes back to when I was a kid, like being 12, 13 years old, wait, waiting for the Games Master magazine from the E3 coverage, because back then there was no kind of big furore about it. It was right. there's no internet coverage. It was basically journalists in a mm. magazine. You read about the games that you want on your Sega Mega Drive and PlayStation and stuff. So I've always been a fan of it from then. Uh some of the press conferences were kind of dire and pointless. Uh Bethesda was such a such a disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. But in terms of the whole show and it being opened up to the like the consumers and stuff, I'm not I'm not a fan. No. I'm not a fan of it. For me, it's a trade show, and it will always be that to me. It's where the pinnacle of the the publishers and the game makers and stuff go to showcase their things to the industry. You know, yeah. and I think I'd like to keep it like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know a lot of people struggle to keep appointments this year. Um, there were people actively, there were members of the public actively complaining that they had to queue for games. I mean, it's a trade show. Of course, you have to queue for something, you know. <laughs> I mean, before I had my press badge for PAX, I remember queuing for three hours to play Pyre. Um, and my friends had to bring me food and drink while I was in the queue because I was, like, on my last legs. I'd done interviews and meetings all day. And I was... Like, it's one of those things that you have to have. The other thing is, with all of this... Um, with all of this stuff going on with all of the extra people, they seem to cut back on security. Hmm. There was a, from what I understand from the Sanshido members that were there, there weren't bag checks outside of the press conferences and very few people. So that's extremely worrying. Very few hmm. people were checking whether you had badges on the way in. Now, considering what happened recently in the UK, yeah. that's... That's bad, yeah. really worrying. 
Yeah. Um, I think that's due to the, 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 the now scale of things. Like they've opened it up as it's, a, it's like it was like a convention. It wasn't a trade show anymore. Right. I think but, it's because of that. Yeah. And I don't think they were ready for it to be a convention. I think they were still very much in trade show mode. And that's that they're, they're two very separate things, I feel, going forward. Like if you look at the differences between something like Gamescom and how E3 is traditionally run. They are absolutely very different things. Um, oh god, they were actual fights over swag. There you go. Jesus Christ, that's, that's how... not what you want at a, a trade show. It's know? not it's... Black Friday. Yeah. You know, we're not oh. we're not Argos at Black Friday. That's not that's not a thing. This is a, an industry event, mm -hmm. and that's that's uh, for crazy. me. Yeah, it's, for these people to like over the years, it's obviously changing now. It's going to a different side of things, but you had to be like. The piece de resistance to be at E3, you either had to mm. work for these companies or you had to be in the games industry at high level to go to E3 to cover any of it. And it's like they're watering it down, and I don't understand why they need to do this. It's not do they need to do they need to bring in the public for this event? Yeah. To make it a success, do they? Mm. No. Is really. that extra feet is that extra feet on the ground gonna make any difference to the companies that are there? I don't think I don't think it. Yeah. I don't think it will. No. It's yeah. I I I don't see members of the public as a as a positive addition to the 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 conference in any way, shape, or form. Well, I I class I class us me you as members of the public. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously, like Sam's journalist side of things, that's different. Yeah. You know, to take your journalist, like group with you that's very very different i i get that side yeah. of things yeah well i mean but, look at look at i mean the coverage that i do at egx i always have a camera and i have a microphone and then i have people smashing into the camera and knocking mm. it over and i have to get to my interviews on time and there are people in the way i can't even imagine what they had to deal with like that's that's crazy i they made 3.5 million from public tickets so it'll be back on next year again. That it, it'll be the same next kind of, year then. Yeah, it's kind of a shame. Yeah, like it's 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 crazy. This is a thing I've heard all over the place as well. It's like that. So many people say, "Why bother with this?" You know, <laughs> it's it's where we get to find out information. Why mix the public in with it and yes. fuck everything up? To put it that way, you know. Yeah, it's you like, know. Yeah. By all means, if people want to talk to developers. Get them to start at an EGX, at a Res, at a PAX, at mm. a Gamescom level, and get them to work up from there. Making mm. appointments for E3 is stressful mm. and terrifying. And <laughs> I, you know, trying to keep meeting schedules and things and, you know, locations for shoots and various bits and pieces is super stressful. You have to be so organized to get everything in place. And putting the public in that mix just doesn't work. Like it, it surely it, it just surely it just doesn't. But let's not dwell on the bits that didn't work. Let's talk no. about what, what our highlights were for this year. Uh DMK, do you wanna start me up? What what did you really, really like from this year's E three? yeah, it had a different pace, but there were good moments, right? There were good moments, yeah. That Far Cry five reveal was insane. Mm -hmm. I was so psyched over that. I didn't think I was going to be because mm -hmm. Far Cry 3 was really good. It changed the game in every way. Well, not every way, but a lot of ways for the better. Far Cry 4 came along and changed it even more. Some bad, some good. Far Cry 5 came along and just changed the whole thing for the better. I don't see a single bad thing about it. I'm like, choose characters 
and there's a whole different way of doing outposts and taking over things and the whole narrative of different and and you've got a dog companion it's a it's, <laughs> it's brilliant because they've taken this super serious narrative and made it far yeah. cry silly yeah yeah, yeah exactly it's just like it's quite controversial it's yeah. a controversial subject in it Right, like the tyranny mm. side of things. But and, yeah. they've made it kind of silly. And there's a vase bobblehead. Yeah. <laughs> and there's Boomer the dog. Boomer yes. the dog. Yeah. He can go and fetch you a rifle that you've just that you've of the person that you've just killed. You can be like, I'm gonna kill him with a throwing knife. Go get that rifle for me, dog. And he'll be like, okay. And he'll come back and you'll have it. And then he can go and take over the rest of the town. It sounds amazing. And have like switchable characters. You can change your companion. You can have the dog Boomer. You can have the the sniper lady or someone else. And it's just, it just sounds like. You know, a bit of GTA thrown in there a bit, you know, mm-hmm. from GTA 5 where you could switch the characters and stuff. And But the whole, like, they've opened it up more. So it's it's not so much a linear story as it was before. You can go around and, like, sort of discover which parts of the story yeah. at different times and it'll all come together at the end. So it sounds really, really good. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, really psyched. And I'm probably going to pre-order it as soon as possible. Neat. So, which means selling a lot of songs. <laughs> Buy yeah, the so music. Yeah. 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 Far, Cry, Far Cry Five was one of mine. It stood out for me. Like I was like, "Whoa, this is amazing! Show me more! Yeah. I want to see it." And like yeah. graphically, and it was amazing. I mean, yeah. I don't, I, I, don't nobody always judges games and graphics, but that stood out, and it was beautiful, and it was modern, and had this like deep storyline to it, which is controversial for a lot of people. So I kind of like that they've been so yeah. brave. To take this on yeah. and to put it into a game, uh, yeah. it'll be, I'll be honest with you, it'll get murdered for it. It'll get murdered for the somewhere down the line of the complaints have been this that and the other. Oh, there's believe, already been. I complaints. can't believe they've done this. I've I know they've been so be worse. Many, yeah. Yeah. I can't believe they've done this. How could you do this? But then you play games where you murder people. For it, it, oh, yeah, oh, there, oh. there have been a lot of complaints of, oh, why can't we make the bad guys uh, a different religion yeah. so as not oh to God. offend people? And yeah. I'm like, wait, what? Pardon? Yeah. What? Could, I heard one someone saying. Back for just a, yeah. for just Try a, again. Yeah. Oh well, maybe maybe if the white supremacists are not all white, then <laughs> and I'm just kind of sad they're going. Well, then what they do wouldn't you be say? a white supremacist. Yeah. Do you do you not? I really like that the main villain has a man bun. That is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I've never considered that considered that a very villainous thing, but like. <laughs> Yeah, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. No, there's there's been a, a lot of complaints already, but I'm excited to see them again being brave. Mm, yeah, right? and, and, and think... making it a little bit silly. Yeah, the Far Cry in itself is a very silly concept, but right. Yeah. But yeah, I, I that's think why I like it. My my elephant edition was maybe a bit too serious for me. <laughs> like maybe. Oh man, there's nothing like riding an elephant into an outpost and completely trashing the place and winning. Right, but a lot of that was quite serious and I had to make some very serious decisions and every part of me went, my brain doesn't want this. I want to just show people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, it's um, it's um, that's going to be great. Um, mm. Most definitely. Uh, that was my habit. But with that, I'm going to have to get going. I've got that's some stuff going fine. on. And, uh, thank you fun. for having me. Yes, yeah. thank you for coming in. Um, we'll yeah. do you a quick shout out at the end. But whose music do we need to buy? Please remind us. Uh, it's a band called I the Betrayer. Excellent news. Where can <laughs> we buy it? Real quickly. You can you can buy it on 
on Google, Spotify, on, You nearly iTunes. said on Steam yeah. then. Steam, I did, actually. Coming yeah, soon on Steam. Steam. Coming soon, soon on Steam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have a website. You can buy it from Bandcamp. Just search Google for Eye of the Betrayer and it'll come up. Sweet. So, yeah. All right. Thank Thanks you. very much for having yeah, me. Thank you, you so guys much. You guys are awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I hope I can come back one day. Sweet. See you soon. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. All right. So, there we go. So, tell me about what your highlights were because i know I started, you, I have, you I couldn't have a few. pick right i give you five didn't i yeah I give you five things I love to choose it. from right every week so, right so that you guys are aware every week i'm like hey so i need a, a game recommendation and this time i'm like okay and i need a, an e3 i want your e3 highlights please expecting like one of each no pulpy comes in my <laughs> mentions with like a million like so it, it, the first draft of the podcast cheat sheet this week just read your e3 highlights and why pulpy all of them <laughs> pretty much yeah mm-hmm. all right so so run me run me through super quick like right, what so, you liked uh so for me i i really enjoyed the xbox press conference i love seeing new technology be announced uh obviously video consoles are pc and all that so people have their own opinions but i was always a cop i've always been a console gamer my whole life so like to see the xbox mm-hmm. announced is it's like <laughs> <laughs> sorry chat's going mad with exclusive <laughs> Exclusive. So like I, so like I really enjoyed the Xbox press conference, seeing the new technology and kind of fanboying a bit about how it works and what it's capable of, mm-hmm. and the way it's changed. Now everyone can do the four. Everyone, everyone in the world can do four K gaming now, but you've just got to go out and buy yourself a four K TV first. And they're like, you know, <laughs> not the not, cheapest. Not, yeah, they're they're more expensive than the Xbox Xbox One X is. So I, I like that. I, I did enjoy some of the titles they show, showed on the thingy, like State of Decay 2. Mm-hmm. When the Xbox press conference was on there, and I re- that really looked good to me. And there's a few other ones at the Xbox uh, press conference too, but that was my main highlight. And then the Ubisoft press conference, uh, for me, was probably the best they've ever done, performed at uh, an E3. Yeah. In terms of they had hype, and they rolled out hype after hype after hype, and it was like, wow, this is good, that's good. Amazing. Even down to, like... The titles that, I mean, we, we knew were coming because they were leaked, but we kind of didn't expect from them things like Mario and Rabbids. Mario and Rabbids looks like great fun. Like, it's it's squishy XCOM. How can you yeah. not want to play? If you own a Switch, squishy XCOM is going to be great. The Ubisoft uh, the, the Ubisoft presentation was absolutely wonderful. Like, yes, yeah, that really stood out for me because some years, they have a lot of, they get a lot of stick Ubisoft. Everyone hates Uplay. Everyone hates the, the microtransactions that they have introduced into every single part of their, of their walk of life. Mm. But they stood out on that press conference with actual games that people are excited about. You know, not, not necessarily, I'm not, I'm, not really, I'm not the biggest fan of Assassin's Creed, but it did look good. Yeah. Giant yes. snake battles, yo. Yeah. Where he, giant snake appears <laughs> and every part of me went, I hate Assassin's Creed now that Syndicate. Oh, hello. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I like compare Assassin's Creed to Fast and the Furious movies. Just, there's too many of them. Yeah. There's just too many, yeah. you know, and they obviously want to make money and I understand that, but bringing out mediocre games that could have been extensions and DLCs to certain titles over yeah. the years should have been, you know, oh, they yeah, kind of they kind of ruined a bit of the reputation there with that for me. But yeah, so like the, the Ubisoft press conference and especially the Far Cry and the crew too, so like you 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 said to me and people cited you about the crew. What did you see about the crew, right? So I explain, right? Mm-hmm. 
please sell it to me because yes. the only thing so right like the uh, i said to you earlier and I, I really shouldn't but like the only thing that i ever associate with the crew is from the initial release of the crew the guy on stage presenting it had a car seat fetish and it was genuinely the most <laughs> uncomfortable thing to yeah. watch this man talk about the real leather on the seats Still the real leather though right <laughs> I mean, like, I like driving in the sunshine, so not so much. But yeah, no, sell, sell me the Crew 2. Why is the Crew 2 right, going to so, be great? So I'll go with the Crew for the first game, right? So right. I've, I've, I, I love open world games. And there's been a few, like, driving games that have been open world. <coughs> and they've not been the greatest. I mean, there's only so much you can do. Uh, graphically, back when the games were coming out, like, it's not the greatest. And they, they try to throw a storyline in with the game. And we all know... You can't what kind of storyline can you get with a game when you drive car cars in? Not much, really. But it was it was it was decent enough to play and it was fun. And it was my first time on Twitch that I started to grow as a community sort of thing. And like I have memories of averaging like 20 concurrent viewers on Twitch playing Minecraft. And then when I played the cruise on my own, I was going up to single triple figures. Mm. And it was really good to interact with the community. It'd be like be like long haul drives. So we talk, and then it comes to the nitty gritty of either the story or multiplayer, and it was really cool and customized. So, as 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 much as the game wasn't popular, it was really good for me. I enjoyed that, and it was like give me some really good confidence in terms of streaming and right. knowing that I could play other games that weren't what was popular. So then, when I saw the announcement of this, I was like, okay, it's pricked up, and they've they've made it. Obviously, most most games now that are open world, graphically are all quite superior. You know, they're really, really good now. Hmm. Like, the Assassin's Creed look good, and then obviously Far Cry, and yeah. you've all obviously open world games, and they just look beautiful. So to tie into that, not just that, I don't, couldn't care less about the storyline. The storyline's like a second part of the game. It's the open world feel of driving around and being free and having all this customization in cars, which might not appeal to everybody, but it's a good talking point for me to just be able to customize this and customize that. And they've chucked in like, you can do like other land vehicles and you can do like jet skis and stuff. So it's kind of like just cause vehicle sort of style into like the game of the crew. And I was always really impressed by the size of the game. Like it's on like from one side of the U S to the other, it took like three hours to drive from one side to the other. And like, oh, damn. it right. wasn't just like a straight road. You were driving right, through to... parts of the U S mm. which resembled what America looks like. So it was, it was a very well-made game. Uh, it got a bit of stick, but I'm just really looking forward to this for going back to my roots of something that I enjoyed on Twitch. Uh, nice open world, but beautiful looking game. And having seen the Ubisoft press conference, I have to give them like 10 out of 10 for what they did. So it kind of made me feel a little more like, you know what, Ubisoft deserved me to be happy about this game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, it's good. It's good. Um, obviously from the Ubisoft press conference, uh, we got Beyond Good and Evil 2. And yeah. I think it was at that point that my tweets started to just become gibberish. Because <laughs> I've been waiting for that game for so, so long. So it's 15 years in like development ideas to, to be it, it live, looks, right? I, I, I know that we've only seen like pre-rendered, cutscene footage, blah, blah, blah. You can't not fall in love with that world and those characters. I, when, when, it start, when it started off, everyone was like, what's this space monkey thing? And, and I, literally, the second that they showed the, 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 the pig guy here, I'm sat there going, I know what this is. I know what this is. I didn't. I was like, what is this? I was sat in a D&D game, right? Having to be very sort of focused and very, you know, my character. And 
I, I'm kind of typing away furiously and everybody's going, are you okay? Like, are you fine? Are you okay? And I'm there typing away furiously like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. And the inside or every part of me is sort of going, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the world looks gorgeous. The characterization looks gorgeous. Um, I, I, I'm in love with the setting. I'm in love with the writing already. Um, and I, I just... I'm, I, I've got high hopes. Like, I really do have high hopes. Because while Ubisoft are known for killing off their um, uh, their multiplayer experiences, looking at you, for honour, um, maybe their single-player experiences are a lot better crafted, yeah. you know? Um, and yeah. Yeah, I was, I, I was excited. And, like, the, the response it got on the floor was like, oh, my God. Well, did you see DJ like, Week couldn't do his Twitch set the next day because he lost his voice screaming about it? I saw the I saw the tweet about him going, out. "Fuck you, fuck you, yep. fuck you to avoid them all." Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it, it's it's gonna be really it, it's gonna be a really interesting one, and it's gonna be interesting to see how they handle it. Obviously, like we've already seen, they've got quite a diverse cast. Um, you know, I, I'm excited to see how it goes. <laughs> I wish I had the video to put up for, for Twitch chat. I'm sure you guys are sick of seeing it, but unfortunately all of my equipment broke uh, about an hour before we started. So we're just dealing with the Ubisoft conference right now. Uh, but it is such a good trailer though, if, if, you guys, um, uh, if you guys haven't seen it. The other ones that caught my eye um, were things like Ooblets. Ooblets looks know. great. Yeah, I don't know what it was about the game. It just looked, it just seemed like. Are you a Stardew Valley cool. fan? Particularly, no, but I kind of was taken in straight away by the art style. Right. And it just, the pastel colors was like, this is really, really neat and cute. I like this. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, like, I carried on watching. I was like, yeah, I could, I could, I could take some of this to play Ooblets. The the nice thing that like I found out recently was they bought a mocap setup. And I'm like, why does a low poly game need mocap setup? Like that doesn't make it. Have you seen the characters dancing? That's actually yeah. people dancing <laughs> yeah. in the mocap suits. It's great. It's yeah. It, it's Pikmin and Stardew Valley all kind of rolled into one low poly pastel like nice yes. package. And yeah, I think I could lose like endless hours to that. Like you do in trucking, you know, you just kind of play. And yeah, I think it's nice that we saw titles. And... Yeah, I think it's nice that we saw titles like that rather than just shoot all the knots. Although Wolfenstein does look good. Yeah. But. <sighs> oh, does... are we not a Wolfenstein fan? I, I am. I just. I'm not. I am. I am. I'm not. I'm. I'm on. I'm on the fence with Wolfenstein. This looks amazing to be part. It was like an amazing experience and some of the storylines, but the ones prior to this one never really sold me. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, see, I, I kind of, I kind of like the alternate history thing, and I think the last, um, so, um, Old Blood and uh, New Order um, did a really good job of showcasing like how well they can tell those stories. So I'm I'm interested that and I loved things like Doom. I love these shooters where you just go around and shoot things. Just pointless shooting things, yeah. Like yeah. Doom is good at that, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think it's I think it's gonna be I think that's gonna be neat. I think that's gonna be a neat experience. Um, I'm trying to think what else I really liked. Um... Before we, before you go on about the uh, before we move off, I, one thing I want to say about the Ubisoft press conference, which probably didn't 
no, not people didn't notice, but for me, it stood out. In all the years I've watched E3 on the internet and what I've read about things, I've never ever seen a guy so passionate as the guy at the end of the UBC press conference. He was lost for words, you know, at his own press conference. And I was like, oh, this mm -hmm. guy is literally about to burst with excitement and joy and he can't speak. And he was, you could feel his, he could, I could feel like his voice trembling. Yep. Uh, how impressive the Ubisoft press conference was. And when he got all the people on stage, I was like, this is amazing. I, I don't see this often. Well, there were I a like... couple, there were a couple like that because the guy who did um, uh, Mario and Rabbids, um, Miyamoto made a, a statement to say that he was, he was super proud of this game that they'd made. And the guy sat in the audience in tears. Yeah. Like, Good on you guys, you know, because yeah. you see a lot of these people, and they're obviously very, very like overwhelmed by things. And when one of their games gets amazing coverage and stuff, and but to to, to physically see the guy like shaking and his voice was going, and he like yeah. out shot of breath because he was like blown away about what we just done as a conference, as a as a as a developer and stuff, and Ubisoft, and I, I was like, oh, that's that's pretty cool to see. Yeah. Like, that, it was, it was really nice to see, and it is really nice to see, because we saw it a fair bit with this conference, actually, a shift away from traditional suits and more towards these people who are, you know, directly involved in these passion projects. You know, yeah. more of these sort of on-the-floor developers who kind of, they, they love these things to death. Yeah. This isn't just somebody who, you know, is, is interested in it for the money. These are people who actively love their projects and to see more. Yeah, they weren't out there. They weren't marketing. They weren't out to market the game. They were out there to talk about their passion. Yeah. And, and that, we did this and we, why we did this. It's a really good shift. Yeah. Like, it's a yeah. really, really good shift. Um, I'm trying to think. The only other thing that I think massively grabbed me uh, was Sea of Thieves. Okay. Sea of Thieves is going to be my kind of game, I think. I, I, I think that's going to be my RP experience. I think being a captain and getting my, um, uh, getting my community on board, firing them out of a cannon at another streamer or another community or whatever, getting those people safely back to me with treasure... That's, that's going to be my kind of bag. And I'm super okay, excited Okay, so on, on the flip side of that, what about Skull and Bones? Um, I don't think Skull and Bones has the same amount of charm. And I, I was about to say that Sea of Thieves has got an art style that makes it look really enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. And it's not just the art style. I think it's the things like um, the small touches. Like you don't just get off the ship. Somebody can feed you into a cannon and fire you <laughs> off the ship. <laughs> Right. Like totally, ne totally necessary, but fun. Yes. Yeah, precisely. Uh, things like um, when you're carrying a chest, you can choose to put it down and fight, or you can run on and scream at everybody behind you to clear up the skeletons. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's a lot of... Yeah, I kind of worry that, and somebody in chat has brought this up, that um, Skull and Bones is to Assassin's Creed Black Flag. It was the same guys that made the, the ship play. Oh, well... guys that made... Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was great. I don't think there's enough to carry there it. to carry it. Yeah. Whereas I think the charm of Sea of Thieves will carry it quite far. Um, I, okay. I think I think that's going to carry it quite well. And again, I'm excited to do Sea of Thieves RP and be Captain Pip. 
Um, <laughs> and get people to to swab the poop deck and all this sort of thing. Like that is it. That is a caster kind of getting people involved on that level. Kind of interests me to well, no end. Yeah, skull and bones to me look quite combat heavy. Yes. Very very light. You're in the deep end, combat heavy. Get stuck in and defend your ship and having to understand what works. Whereas Sea of Thieves seems more gentle and more passive. Yeah, I mean, there's combat there, but I think for me, I'd rather have a smaller vessel, go and sneak around and grab treasure, and ah. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I'd, I'd rather PvE with a little bit of PvP than PvP endlessly, and there'd be very Exclusive little. PvP, yeah. 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 Um, so, well, but, but, but people will enjoy both. There'll be definitely oh, some yeah, very there'll be markets for, for, for sure. both. And it's yes. nice that they are able to do both. And again, because it's open world, they can build their own experiences on that. The whole game is being marketed around building your own experiences as a community, as players. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really nice that they get that that ability to do it. Um, I'm trying to think whether there was anything else at E3. We have to talk, I think, about the Devolver conference. And I'm kind of glad that we're on the same page yeah, about this. Kind of. Kind yeah. of. Um, Devolver put out a conference. And if you haven't seen it, it's only about a quarter of an hour long. Um, they don't sell any games they don't they don't sell any games they don't talk about any anything new it's it was more of a spoof press yeah, conference it yeah. was it was kind of a it was kind of a middle finger uh up to e3 i felt it was kind of a e3 is stupid and here are the 10 reasons why and it made me feel super uncomfortable and while i know that's what devolver were going for i kind of feel like maybe that airtime could have been devoted to something better within the industry a bit more constructive yeah yeah and maybe I, that makes me a bit of a bore like i don't know I, I, I... well i didn't watch it live i watched it in the morning i didn't know what to expect i kind of uh, i didn't stay up to watch the bethesda one mm. I, 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 I like because they were on simultaneous right the bethesda and the volver i was it one before and after no it was on like before six, and after yeah it was like 6 a.m yeah. so i was like i'm yeah. not staying up for that i'm really glad i didn't yes but, yeah, same. Uh, so like I didn't know what to expect from Devolver, and then I was like, okay, this is kind of strange. And like I said to you, the woman who was doing the presenting, she's a really good actor. Oh, she's wonderful. She she was brilliant. Like yeah. that really worked for me. But then it was like, you know the uh, you know the scene in Anchorman, or you know the, the meme that that escalated quickly. It, yeah, that suits that press conference. Yeah, quite it does. Well. It really does. It it was very yeah. Devolver, and while I while I kind of applaud them for keeping uh for, for for keeping sort of that character up and they did a great job keeping that character up. I, I do I kind of yeah I, I kind of feel like maybe that could have been used slightly more productively you know I th- uh, yeah but they did it and then what they did they did it well yes it was con- it's quite yeah. controversial and it's like it's got people talking about it you know um would they have been able to get more out of the time by talking about their games, would it have lasted longer? That you know, as in terms of a ripple effect into the future about what they did, more than this press conference would have. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I understand that they were doing the whole um, Devolver, Devolver Digital are, are great, and you know they they follow this for a lot. But I do think maybe if we'd have had an indie centric segment there. Because yeah. they've got a lot of really good games that deserve a lot more traction than they're getting. Um, but again, I, maybe I, maybe it's just because I'm a, I'm a bit of a bore and satire kind of sits really odd with me. 
I don't know. I don't know whether it's just me because everybody, everybody that I know has been like, "Oh, it was so good, so funny," and I'm like, "Was it?" Some some of it were, and then it was like, so it was like I've seen this sort. It's, it's it was, meh. Yeah, and I think yeah. that was kind of the general feeling from E3 this year. I think it changed pace a little bit, um, so that we stop getting these titles that are due out in 2027. Um, yeah, uh, exclusive. Right. Uh, it's getting to like exclusive. Everything's exclusive. It's like, okay, when's this game coming out? Fall 2018. It's like, why? What? What? Right. So give, us, give me stuff now. I think. I think they. I think they're slowly moving away from like, hey, this game's available, but not for like 30 years. Oh. Yeah. Um. I feel like they're moving away from that, which is great, but it killed the pacing this year. So a lot of E3 this year was, eh. Um. And that's sad. That's sad because, as you say, it's a, it's a really important event for us, um, and I, it, I think it, it really is. And like, I mean, what I mean, talk about the disappointments and things. Did you did you watch the Sony press conference? Yes. I was really really like, is that it? Yeah, a couple of good Sony pieces. have been really really good for a long time at B three. Yeah. And then and like, it this just... one lacked a lot of. Yeah, a lot of yeah. clout, if nothing yeah. else. I mean, I know, I know you said like, does does anybody win E three and things like that? And like, I don't think for one second anybody does. No, I you certainly you can certainly lose. Right. I don't think you can, you can certainly lose, and I think they kind of like took the foot off the gas. Yeah, I mean, there was nothing wrong did. with it. Like, there was nothing wrong with with their with their conference. They showed a lot of you know a there lot. Was, of... There was a sound issue, right? Did you have the sound oh issues? yeah, yeah, but <laughs> but you know they didn't they didn't you know. Nobody's going to go out and sell their PS4 because it was so bad. It's just a bit of a shame that they, they took their foot off pacing. And again, I think that's a problem that E3 had like in general this yeah. year. That Shadow of the Colossus remake, though, looks so great. Oh, yeah, my goodness. I I'm so excited for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, they've, they've set the bar really high. They, they have. They, they've always had, as you say, really good conferences. Yeah. So it just... It just well, the thing, the thing is that these big companies like Xbox and Sony, they have their own, is it, S, is it SFX now? They have their own press conference. Yeah. You know, and that'll be the one way they do things, which kind of makes me sad because E3 was always the place to go to show off what yeah. you've got. And of course, we now get announcements at Gamescoms and sometimes we get event, uh, we get announcement at PAX events. Yeah. So E3 is kind of losing its shine a little bit and I'm I'm kind of... You know, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm already looking forward to next year, but I really hope that something steps up. Well, don't forget, next year we'll see some of the titles that we were expecting to see this year that we didn't. Yeah. So we'll see things like, you know, The Last of Us 2, which I don't really care about, but uh, Final Fantasy 7, which I do care a great deal about. Um, things like that we'll, we'll see next year for sure. Um, and yes, yes, I agree with you, chat. Spider-Man Arkham Edition looks great. <clears throat> yes. Do you think? Yeah, I do. I, I, I didn't sell for me. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, this is, I'm really, really controversial. I don't like any of the Marvels or DC stuff. I can't stand it. Oh, really? Never watched any, never watched any of the movies. Yeah, it's never sold. Never really been bothered ah. to watch them. But I've played, I played uh, Arkham. I, one of the first Arkham on the Xbox. On the Xbox 360 one a long time ago. I think it was Asylum for Arkham mm-hmm. City. It was the first one, right? Uh, I, I quite enjoyed that. I yeah. quite enjoyed it. That's um, probably one of the only sort of that genre of game I've enjoyed. So it didn't really 
I have a I have a feeling that it's going to be in the same line as the Arkham sort of games. I have, yeah. a, I have a feeling, um, and that'll be good for it, I think, rather than a film tie-in. Yeah, because they are good, solid. It's a good, solid. Like, is it a trilogy? The Arkham mm. Batman. Is it three of them? Uh, <coughs> Asylum, City, Night. And Arkham Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, is it three? So they, they did really well they, as as like a standalone on their own. They did really really well. Yeah. So I mean, I could see Spider-Man doing really doing, really well doing if really they're well taking that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I think I think we've discussed E3 to death. Um, you know, pacing issues, but otherwise, all right. You know, gamers win. Yeah. As the same as every year. Um, the last thing to do, uh, every every podcast, because we are coming to the end of the podcast, um, is to name this episode. So why was this particular episode six out of ten? Like not. Why was this not a, not too bad an episode? I want to put my suggestion forward first, as I always do, because I'm awful. Okay. So this podcast should be six out of ten missing guests. Because not only have we got poor Sam missing, but poor Kyle had to run away as well. So I, I kind of I kind of want to I, put this out I, there. As... Yeah, because I was about to say something about the guests. I, was, I would suggest uh, six out of ten needs more guests. Need more guests? Yeah. Uh, I think six that works. out of ten minimal metal. Oh god! <laughs> oh uh, dear. Mare E3. A mere E3. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I kind of like. I kind of like six out of ten. Needs the year more. E3 died. Oh. Oh no. I, I like the guy. Oh. Like the guest one. That was my suggestion. Oh. I was my, my suggestion something about the guest. Like need more guests. Need more guests. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. I think so. Uh, a six out of ten. Spider Man is Sasuke. Oh no. <laughs> no. Don't you bring any of that weeb curse on me. <laughs> I went to MCM. 6 out of 10 needs guest DLC. Oh, that's oh. good. Oh, no. That's good. Oh, that, no. Yeah, so, that, so like, a couple of the things at E3, they were, they were like showing DLCs off for of games, and I was like, why? That felt to me like a, a slot where they didn't need to. Mm, kind of. Yeah. I mean, I'm always excited for DLC for good titles, but... To start your events off of them and be one of your main events to be part yeah, of the season. Yeah, a bit. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. Okay. So thank you so much for joining me. Um, been a pleasure. It, yeah, it's been a really good podcast. We'll have to get you back on while while Sam is while Sam is back with us, because um, Sam is obviously wonderful people. Um, thank you so much to Kyle. Please go. Please go follow lovely, lovely Kyle everywhere. Uh, let me pop. Oh no, that's not the screen I want. Yeah, let me pop that screen up. Uh, please, please go follow Kyle everywhere because he's actually wonderful people um, and, and his music is, is great as well. Uh, Paul, tell us a little bit about you, what you do and what your plans are for this next coming week. Uh, so I've, 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 I've took up my hand up at like Euro Truck Simulator. Uh, I kind of can't get away from it because I'm kind of hooked. Uh, it's got this weird multiplayer feeling. Uh, so the game's basically a strictly single player, right? Uh, there's a multiplayer mod. Mm -hmm. and it's the most carnage, most rage-inducing thing ever. You're on a server with three and a half thousand other idiots. And you imagine half these people don't understand about how to drive a vehicle, and there's accidents everywhere, but it gives good comedy value, right? It's right. the funniest thing ever. I could gladly stream that for 16 hours a day and be on the server, and I would get a lot of funny content out of it. So what, what's happened is the... Over the last few months, they've, tried, they've, they've told me to get a wheel right. So I've been a pled that uses the controller. So I stepped up 
and we've actually got ourselves this bad boy. Oh, damn. A brand new wheel, right? And, and pedals. And pedals. So my yes. next week is going to be making as many excuses as I can as to why I can't use a wheel to drive it. So that's... You did it at a convention. I saw you. You can't... That's the first time in my whole life I've used a wheel. I've never driven a car. I've never even been in a driving seat of a car in my life. Oh, God. So, yeah. So that, that next week of me is going to be playing some Euro Truck and having some fun with this new wheel. Awesome. So, yeah. Awesome. All right. So yeah, make sure you go follow uh, Pulp Jump Fiction. You're Pulp Jump Fiction everywhere, aren't you? Yes. yes. Every single place. Perfect. Um, so Twitter, um, Twitch, the whole lot. Go do that. Go do that. Um, my name's Pip, as per usual. Uh, this week, I'm going to get healthy because I've been super sick this week. Um, we're waiting for Sam to come back and then we're going to do poll streams and we're going to do more Witcher 3 and we're going to paint things. We're going to paint bums. Come into chat and help me paint bums. Like it's gonna be, it's it's gonna be wonderful. It's gonna be a good time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to my guests for joining me. Uh, you guys have been absolutely wonderful. Much much appreciated you joining me. Thank you for having um, me. Yeah, we'll have to get you back on a, a, at some point again, because um, that 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 was that was great. I enjoyed that a great deal. Um, guys, remember to follow on to Senshudo. We do these every week uh, at five pm BST, um, and also they go on to YouTube and iTunes by the start of next week. So if you guys need something to listen to in your cars, on your way, on wherever, uh, you guys can do that through iTunes. Thank you so much for joining me despite my disgusting illness. I love you guys a great deal and I'll see you guys next week. Have a great one. Bye. Bye.